Muy buenas tardes, ¿cómo están? Estoy muy agradecido por la oportunidad de estar aquí. Le doy gracias al Pastor Bob por permitirme venir hoy y predicar. Oh, ok, sorry, I was... They told me it was in Spanish, but I guess not. No heavenly language preaching today, huh? No, just kidding. Thanks for um, having us here. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to be here with you. Uh, my name is Enrique Cuevas. This is my wife, Michelle. And I'm originally from Mexico, but moved to Michigan uh, five years ago. My wife is from here, from Mequon. So she, know, she knew about the winter before we came. Uh, We're going to be looking at Daniel 10, Daniel chapter 10. You have it in your bulletins. I'm going to be making some reference to that passage. And if you would, wouldn't mind joining me uh, to pray before we start. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this uh, opportunity to open up your, your word and to let it speak to our hearts. I pray, Father, that that's what your Holy Spirit will do today, that will uh, soften our hearts and, and uh, use your word. Father, to transform us to the image of your Son and help us stand in faith uh, no matter what the circumstances are in our lives, Father, that we can press on and be witnesses of you in this, um, in this world. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I apologize for my accent in advance. It's, I've never preached that um, for so long in English, so it, it can be a little hard, <laughs> but um, I'm going to do my best. I have a quote from a pastor of the late 19th century. His last name was Dixon, and he said this, when we, rely up, when we rely upon organization, we get what organization can do. When we rely upon education, we get what education can do. When we rely upon eloquence, we get what eloquence can do, and so on. But when we rely upon prayer, we get what God can do. It's very important to understand God's purposes for each of our lives and for us as his church. God is forming us into his son. He wants to transform each and one of us into the image of his son. The Bible says in Romans 8, 28 and 29, we know that in all, of, in all things God works for the good, Of those who love him. He appointed them to be saved in keeping with his purpose. God planned that those he had chosen would become like his son. And today we're talking about Daniel, and he's a perfect illustration of what a godly man with Christ like character looks like. A man who is engaged in spiritual disciplines who prays and seeks God, not because he wants to earn something from him, but because he knows who he is, his identity as a child of God, and is seeking the will of God for him and for his people. We see in the passage that Daniel receives a vision from the Lord, a vision that, of conflict that astonished him, that troubled him. So Daniel begins to pray and fast to seek the meaning of the vision. And for three weeks, the passage says, he wrestled in prayer over this vision and sought to know God's will. 
Now, I want you to notice something very important about prayer. In the passage, uh, it says that in verse 11, the messenger, which some say is Christ pre-incarnate, say, he said, stand up, God has sent me to you. And verse 12, the Bible says, I have come in answer to your prayer. Now, God answered Daniel, Daniel's prayer as soon as he began to pray and fast three weeks earlier. The answer didn't come right away for some reasons that we will look at. But we, when we humble ourselves and pray to God, he answers. And that's a huge encouragement to us. Sometimes we don't get the answer right away or how we wanted it. But that doesn't mean God is saying no. That means God is orchestrating in the heavenly realms what later will be uh, shown to us in the earthly realm, realms. The Bible says, Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. And this is great because I want to encourage you. This is something that we all should be doing, praying in faith that God hears our prayers. We, don't, we, don't, we cannot control the timing. We cannot control uh, a lot of the things. But what we do know is that God hears our prayers and he answers them according to his will. The Bible says in Matthew 7, a, a, um, a passage that a lot of us know, ask and it shall be given to you. Uh, knock and it will be opened to you. Seek and you will find. But those verses are present continuous. It's saying keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking. God is encouraging us all to keep praying, to seek his will for us and our families and our churches. And my wife and I, um, we met in Mexico uh, five, seven years ago. And she, she fell in love right away with me, just, you know, a little Mexican guy, right? No, I just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't, I didn't have so many wrinkles then. But anyways, no, I fell in love with her. And that's why we, that's the story we tell to her parents. But, <laughs> just kidding. We, when we knew, when we started uh, getting to know each other and when we knew God wanted us to be together, we started praying to see God's direction. And we spent a few weeks praying and, and fasting and just seeking God for his will for us. It would have been very easy just to, for us to stay in Mexico. I live in a city called Cuernavaca that is called the City of Eternal Spring. So I, by the look of some of your faces, I'm like, what is he doing in Michigan, right? But we started praying and fasting, and God was orchestrating something for us without us even knowing. I, to be honest, when, when I got a phone call from a friend that planted a church in Grand Rapids, he called me and he said, there's an opportunity for you to plant a church in Allendale. And my first response was, what or where? And he said, in Michigan, the U.S., I'm like, where? I had, I had to look it up in the, in the map, and turns out it's, it's a really big state, bigger than some of our countries. <laughs> so I should have known that. But he was orchestrating all this. We didn't know. God confirmed it um, through different means, and we went to, to Michigan uh, five years ago. We moved to Michigan, and it's been a blessing ever since. We've seen the, God's work there. Um, Around 40 to 50 people have come to Christ, not only in our community, but we also go out to greenhouses to share the gospel. 
uh, in Spanish, right? So it's easier <laughs> for me. Anyways, uh, a lot of people have been baptized. We've had around 20 adult baptisms, and we've just seen God's uh, work. But that would have never happened if we hadn't made the, com- the, the, the commitment to pray for his, for, his wis- for his will for ourselves. So I encourage you, always be persistent in prayer because God not only wants to do something in you, but wants to do something through you. And, and that's very important to always be asking him for his will. So we see an important aspect of what it means to stand in faith. We need to be people who remain persistent and consistent in our character and our spiritual disciplines, even though we don't see the fruit or the response right away. Daniel didn't start um, fasting in this, in this situation. He was already used to it. Uh, he was a man of prayer. He was a man that would humble himself through fasting. And, and he would always try to, to, to seek God's will for himself. And in chapter 9 of Daniel, we see in his prayer, he, um, the Bible mentions the prayer of Daniel, and we see in that prayer that he was a man of sorrows too, that um, his prayer was sat- saturated with the Bible. He would practice the discipline of confession. He was would confess his sins and the sins of his people. He would meditate on God's mercy. You can see this on, on his prayer. And he would even appeal to God's seal for, his, for the glory of his name. So this was a godly man all around. And fasting was something he knew had to be done to, to seek God uh, in humility. So we see in Daniel a humble man. He's a godly older man whose character has been shaped throughout his life, a man who, even though he had made a name for himself, he was seeking God with humiliation and sorrow. He shows us an example of a man willing to deny himself to seek God's will for his life. When we deny ourselves and we really ask God what his will for us is, he will confirm it, and his will for us will be even better than we ever thought would be possible. I come from a family of, um, my dad is a construct, uh, he has a construction company. He sells materials also for, um, for building houses and his idea for the business was that I would take over. My other siblings never really were interested and so he had huge plans for me. And one of the things that I prayed to God was for confirmation from my dad to come to Michigan. And one day I talked to him and I said, this is what I think God is calling me to do. And he said, I'm happy for you. I'm happy if you think that's God's will. Uh, God bless you. And, and it's, it's that willingness to deny ourselves and to seek God's will for our lives that God can honor. We will stand in faith when we're so trained also in godliness, in spiritual disciplines that help us get closer to God. That even when we're old in age and we have become someone in people's eyes, our character will still reflect an attitude of humility, an attitude of humility, humility and reverence to God. We will continue to pray and fast um, and deny ourselves like the first time we were seeking a breakthrough from God. Apostle, uh, the Apostle Paul summarized it very 
uh, a lot better. Uh, in 2 Timothy 4, he said, I'm already being poured out like a drink offering. The time when I will leave is near. And he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Another important thing that we need to understand to stand in faith is that we need to know who we are in Christ. We need to know who, what our identity is in Christ and what our role in God's plans are. Daniel, in verse 10 and 11, you can see a Daniel that is weak, that is trembling in fear. And God, through his messenger, kept reminding him how loved he was. He kept saying, don't be afraid. You are highly respected. You are precious to me. You are, you're valuable to me. May peace be with you. Be strong now. Be strong. The, God wanted Daniel to understand who he was in God's eyes. When we understand who we are in Christ, that in Christ we are loved and accepted by God, then we will start praying like Daniel. For God's revelation, not to seek his salvation or to earn something from him, but because we already have his salvation, because we already are his children, and we want to seek his will for our lives. And we will start praying like Jesus taught us to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done, as it is in heaven on earth. I want to ask, who of you have seen the series of Friends? It's, it's old, but has anyone seen it? I don't like, no, just kidding. There's a character there called Joey Triviani. Does anyone remember him? Uh, um, casually, uh, in, in a Thanksgiving episode, he said he wants to eat a turkey all by himself, a whole turkey, right? So one of the other characters says to him, you can eat an entire turkey on one sitting? And he says, that's right. Because I am a Tribbiani, he says. And this is what we do. He said, we may not be great thinkers or world leaders. We don't read a lot or run too fast, he said. But we can eat. <laughs> you know, when I hear that and I think about who I am, yes, my last name is Cuevas, but who am I? I'm a son of God. I'm a Christian, and this is what we do. We pray, we fast, we seek God's face. We work on our character, we work on spiritual disciplines because we want to be engaged in the battle. We want to be engaged in the role that God has for each one of us. Amen? We are Christians. This is, this is what we do. We are ambassadors of Christ. We are his witnesses in this world. And the Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, God chose you to be his people. You are royal priests. You are a holy nation. You are God's special treasure. You are all these things so you can give him praise. God brought you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. We were brought from death to life by the sacrifice of our Lord. And this is who we are. We are his children. And he wants us to be engaged and to pray and to fast and to be his witnesses. You know, sometimes people ask me what my biggest gift is. A few weeks ago, I had a 
examination for a program called Commission Pastor. And one of the people asked me, what is your, your biggest strength, right? And I answered, I'm a Mexican. Now, let me explain. I said, I'm a Mexican, and you know Mexicans are always running late for everything, right? Even for our own weddings, sometimes we, we get there late. So when God was handing out gifts, guess what? I was late. So I didn't get many, right? I cannot play instruments. I cannot sing. My whole family sings beautifully. So I got late because I'm a Mexican. I got late to the, when God was giving out gifts. Maybe you're not like me. Maybe you have many gifts. But what we all can do is pray. Doesn't matter how many gifts we have. We all can pray together. We all can fast. Even Jesus taught us to pray our Heavenly Father. Because he wants us to pray together. We can humble ourselves, all of us, before God. And we can seek his face together. Interceding for our brothers and sisters for people that are being persecuted, for people in our community, for people in our family that that don't know God, for even our lives that that need an intervention from God, we can all do it. Not just the pastor, not just the the worship uh, people, we can all fast and humble ourselves and seek God's face. And it's very important that we understand this because Isaiah, in, in Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah was very proud of his words. And, and when he came to God and, and saw a revelation of God in the temple, he, he fell to his knees. He felt convicted of his sin. He knew his own uh, sinfulness. And God touched his lips with a call. He said, you are forgiven now. You are clean. And when he understood what God had done, that he was in the presence of God and he didn't perish because of God's grace, he was ready to engage in the mission of God. And God asked, no? he said, we have a mission, but who should we send? And Isaiah was already in his mind. He said, this, I have been saved by grace and now I'm ready to obey Christ. And he said, here am I said me. So always, always remember your identity in Christ. And third, to stand in faith, we need to take the supernatural seriously. In verses 12 and 13, the Bible says that the first day that Daniel prayed, your words were heard. I have come to give you an answer, but the prince of Persia opposed me for 21 days. Then Michael came to help me. He's one of the leaders of the angels, he helped me win the battle over the king of Persia. It is important to think biblically about spiritual warfare because we cannot put our hands, our heads in the sand as God awakens his church to the spiritual realities we have long overlooked. In Ephesians 6, Apostle Paul said this, Let the Lord make you strong, depend on his mighty power, put on all God's armor, then you can remain strong against the devil's evil plans. Our fight is not against human beings. It is against the rulers, the authorities, and the powers of this dark dark world. It is against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly world. 
the messenger was trying to give Daniel a revelation of truth. And you know what? When we pray, we engage in that battle because people need to hear the truth. People need to know Jesus. The truth is what sets people free, is what gives them new birth, is what edifies people. But there's a lot of things around us, a lot of barriers in the spiritual realm that we are not even aware of that God says you need to pray. If you have a family member that doesn't know Christ, pray for them. Pray for them, fast for them, ask God to soften his heart, ask God to use his truth, his word, to change his life. Even Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to God but through me. We need to engage in prayer. Now, Daniel wasn't praying about angels. We should pray and fast for the things that we know are God's will in our lives and in our churches and in our world. So he prayed for revelation and he prayed for the truth and for, to seek God's will. So that's what we have to be praying for. And lastly, we stand in faith when we remember the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here... I want to tell you a little bit more uh, about us. My wife and I have two kids, a two-and-a-half-year-old and a 14-month-old. Or is he older? No, 14, 15. Liam and Patrick. And a few weeks ago, we became legal guardians of another kid. He's a 17-year-old from Guatemala. His name is Danielson. And God... To, just to see, to tell you how strong and powerful prayer is, we started praying for him when we met him. Uh, his family has had a lot of issues. He was pretty much abandoned from year one of his life and started living with his grandma. He came to the U.S. five, four or five years ago, four years ago, and we met him and started praying for him. There was a moment when God said, I'm ready to answer your prayer about the Nielsen. And we said, perfect. We were looking for someone to take care of him. And God said, I want to answer that prayer brought through you. And we said, okay. And we became legal guardians of him. Now, when we were talking to his relatives, uh, one of his uncles and a step-aunt that he has, we were sitting with them. And... We're telling them, we are thinking about this. God is moving us to this direction. We want to see what you think. We, wanna, we didn't want to force anyone. And we asked him, of course, if he wanted to be part of our family. The un- one of the uncles said, that's fine. His parents don't care about him. They abandon him. They don't even care what happens to him right now. So you can go ahead and do that. The problem is that when we were having that conversation, he was there. And when he was hearing this, you could see his face. He was downcast. He felt very sad. And I grabbed his, ha- his hand, his arm, and I told him, God loves you. He was sitting next to me, and I said, God loves you, and he's doing all of this because he cares for you, and he wants your good. And I could see his face standing up and saying, yeah, yeah, God loves me. He loves me, and he cares about me, and he hasn't left me alone. To, to Daniel, the messenger said, Peace, be strong. You are highly esteemed. And that is the gospel. That when God sees us, he sees his son, 
and what his son has done for us. And he says, you are valuable. You're, you're precious to me. You are of high esteem to me. Thanks to Jesus' perfect life and his perfect death, and thanks to his resurrection, we are now accepted by God. And because of his sacrifice, we can be confident and lifted up. And God says to us, you are precious to me. Don't be afraid. Peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. And that's my prayer for you today. May you always preach the gospel to your own heart. May the gospel lift you up. May you be reminded how much God loves you in Christ. And may God strengthen you and encourage you to keep praying, to keep fighting the good fight, to stand in faith for the glory of God. Because we are the children of God, and this is what we do. Amen? Let's pray. Father, and I pray that um, today we can go out from here, Father, um, doing a, a spiritual discipline checkup in our lives and say, if I'm already accepted, if I don't need to earn anything, what do you want of me, Father? And we understand that you want us to be engaged in what you're doing in the world, that you want us to be your ambassadors, your witnesses, not only in our families, but in our communities, in our churches. Father, and I pray that each one of us can look at Daniel, can look at Jesus and say, this is who we are. I'm a son of the Most High, and I'm going to pray, I'm going to fast, I'm going to seek his face, I'm going to seek his will for me, for my family. Because of the love he has shown me, and because he has made me part of his family. Thank you, Father, for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Dios les bendiga.